make, he can make us into what he wants us to become. Let me go back, if, if, if you will allow me, and reread the passage that I read for our, for our children. I've tried to tie everything in together, and so far, God has done a magnificent job of doing just that. If we'll just get out of his way, he can work. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3, go to verse number 17. The last part of that verse 17 says this. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, the Word of God for the people of God. And Father, thank you for this passage of Scripture this morning. Now as we look at this brief message before we come to the table, I pray, Lord God, that you would speak to our hearts that you would show us what it is you want us to learn and leave here with today. And it's in Christ's name and for his sake that we offer this prayer. Amen. On the same page in 2020. If you had a little handout today, I didn't give it to you intentionally because it's going to be brief. And I think you can write fast enough. On the same page in 2020, church, that's where I would like for us to be. And I pray that that's where you would like to be, on the same page with one another, and most importantly, with the good Lord above, on the same page. Now, we're five days into the new year, and let's think together for just a moment this morning about parting words, parting, P-A-R-T-I-N-G, words, parting words, those words that you exchange uh, with, with, your, with your best friend as, as you're leaving them. Say you're in a hospital room and you're visiting someone, those words that, that you leave there with, those parting words, that cell phone call to whoever it may be, those parting words. And yes, we can't leave out the text message parting words. That seems to be the way of communication this day and time. Does it not? How impersonal is that? And I do it all the time. And so do you. <laughs> Would you believe that Jesus had some parting words to his disciples before he ascended back into heaven? As I thought about these parting words this week that Jesus gave his disciples, I could not help but think of this. Could, this, could these parting words be the very same words that we need to hear today? Or was Jesus telling us these very same words? And guess what? It's in the Bible, and it's for us to read. So the answer is yes. The words to his disciples and to us today were two of his greatest commands. You ready? Here they are. Love one another. Secondly, preach the gospel. John 15, 17 says, This is my command, love each other. 
Mark 16, 15, Jesus saying to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. Now, since those words have come into existence, since we have a copy of God's word, then guess what, church? It is our duty, it is our privilege, and let me stop right there and explain what privilege is. Privilege is, that means we get to do it. That means we get to do it, something that we get to do. So it's now our duty, our privilege as the church universal to do what? To demonstrate these instructions, these commands with allegiance, dedication, loyalty until he returns. I'm not sure, church, if we really realize the magnitude of these two commands and how beautifully they are intertwined together. Now, let me paint you a word picture. Here it is. The gospel, the good news, that's what the word gospel means, is not only an invitation to salvation and everlasting life in heaven, but it's also an invitation to join the church, to join this body of believers, this of, 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 that love one another, that are here for one another, this church that God has given us on earth. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. You're part of it. If you're a Christian, you're part of this body. And when you're not here, guess what? You're missed. And guess what? The church doesn't function like it ought to function when you're not here. Let me say this. There's no such thing as private or individual Christianity. Think with me on that. It has always been the intent of Jesus for his children to be involved in the lives of other believers and not to just enjoy our relationship with God by ourselves. Let me give you two very simple examples. Take marriage, for example. What would a marriage look like? What would a marriage be like if the husband and wife were only together for Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas? Wouldn't be too good. Be a lot of good eating, but that's about it. No other communication, no nothing during except for those three times. It'd be a debacle. All right, let's go to the athletic side of things. Oh, everybody likes sports pretty much. Could you imagine playing on a team where half the team only came to practice half the time? It wouldn't work. Once we begin to understand that being a Christian, being a believer, being a child of God is not just being a part of a certain denomination. Get this now. But it's being grafted into the church universal with all other believers across this great globe. And once we get that in our mind, then and only then will we start to understand how our faith fully works. We'll understand what faith is all about. So you say, how is the, how is the church universal engrafted together? How is it? We've already sung about it this morning. In just about every song we've sang, by the blood of Jesus, number one, by the blood of Jesus, and secondly, by the Holy Spirit. And you know what that means, church? That simply means 
that the church is a single spiritual unit. Living, working, hurting, growing. How? Separately? Individually? No, together as one. 1 Corinthians 12, 26 says, If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. So, as we wrap this up, in order to be on the same page in 2020, these two commands of Jesus, very simple commands, commands that we've heard all of our life, one is love one another. Two is preach the gospel. Those two commands must be apparent in our lives. They are absolutely, get this word, essential. They are necessary. I got to thinking about division in a church. And what does division do? What does division do other than dividing? It injures. It injures. It hurts. But on the flip side of that, division and strife, there's nurturing and there's building up one another, the body of Christ. And what results when we are nurturing and building up one another? The same holds true for Midway and the same holds true for any other church. It grows stronger and it grows more healthy. And when there's a strong church and there's a healthy church, two things are taking place. We're loving each other and we're preaching the gospel. Midway. Hear me loudly, please. Hear me clearly. May we all be on the same page in 2020. Ponder that. Consider that. May God speak to our hearts with these two commands. Love one another. Love each other. And preach the gospel. And guess what? Sometimes you don't have to say a word. All we have to do is live the way Jesus lived. And our lifestyle preaches volumes. I'm going to ask the elders if they would to come up front at this time Occupy the front seat as we enter this time of worship around the table.